Welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester, and in today's episode, we are talking about fire safety solutions, specifically for containerized solutions like e-houses and the like. I'm joined today by Marcus Lugler. He is the Global Business Development Manager for Fire Safety for Containerized Solutions and e-houses. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for the invitation, Sean. Happy to be here. Uh, it, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here, especially when you're going to talk about something which is, is, let's call it a little bit unique, but something that we're seeing more and more of in our industry, which is containerized solutions, you know, modular uh, concepts to deliver uh, different functionality in buildings. And, and, and let's start there. Uh, give us a quick, a quick definition. What, what is a containerized solution and what do we mean when we use this term? Well, mainly it's a building. But besides the traditional ways to build a building, it's made completely out of containers. Um, these containers are built on one end of the world, equipped with the different kinds of equipment for different fields of application, and then going all over to another place on Earth to operate, to be valid distributing, to provide the services. And uh, they're doing that well in a pretty fast way and uh, in a pretty lean way compared to a traditional building. But maybe I'm jumping up a little bit ahead in this. Um, no, let, let, let's go straight there because because that's why I'm interested. It's something that we see more and more of, uh, and and more applications are delivered in this manner. What, what are the main benefits for for you know taking this containerized approach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when when you say that we are seeing that more and more, that's absolutely right. I mean, we did over 500 e houses, and we've started just 10 years ago. And the different fields of application, they, they range from uh, data centers, mining, petrochemical applications, uh, power distribution in a more classic way over to the newer battery energy storage systems that we are seeing now being installed all over the world at solar plants, at, uh, at grid stabilization purposes in industries. So in principle, e-houses are part of, of the shift that we see in how grids in how countries are evolving in providing their their energy and the industry trend um, well, has it driven or why is it driven he has is really customized and when we say customized we mean that they are that's uh, during their build meaning they're pre-built pre-tested pre-assembled they're somehow tailored to the different needs for different applications for different customers for different fields and they're providing a great value and flexibility so if you have, for example, interim solutions, which are only there in place for a few months, or if you do have hard to access um, places, like for example, we do have projects in Uganda, we do have them in Nigeria, we do have them in, in mining applications where the, the whole site is really tricky to assess. It's often easier to ship an already done house with a lot of equipment inside of it compared to sending over a couple of people to, to build it up on site. So it's really this, this pre-assembly, this pre-testing that brings in great value. Perfect. So it's it, it can be faster, it can help control the cost, but definitely also control those situations where flexibility is required or the situation on site, whatever it might be, accessibility. Uh, Absolutely. This Absolutely. is a way for us to get around those challenges. It is. It is indeed. I mean, in the marketing material that we have, there's some great numbers shown with, with a lead time reduction of up to 50%, with a price reduction of up to 20%. But it's not so much that's why a customer decides or why application is demanding an e-house. 
it's more really that that ideas can be placed on places where a traditional building simply can't bring in some great value when doing so. Yeah, perfect. And and as you described, they are small buildings, aren't they? Uh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not uh, connected to the earth with uh, with concrete footings like a, a normal building, but they still have the ability to deliver some of those services uh, just from a, a modular perspective. Absolutely. In fact, from a technical point of view, you do have the same challenges that you have in the building. You do have a heating, you do have access control, you do have all of the different applications that, that we are having in a building protection or a building product world. And of course, then there's the fire safety as well. Yeah, perfect. And and before we jump deeply into the fire safety, we talked a little bit about the benefits, but especially when we start talking about an industry like fire safety, which uh, you know we have global regulations, we have things that we have to ensure that we're adhering to to provide the best safety expected. What are some of the challenges when you start to take this containerized approach the, when we talk about this global market uh, and, and how things are deployed, manufactured, pre-tested, et cetera. Mm. Yeah. Fire is a little bit a, a difficult topic. Or let's say, let's start off with regulations. As the regulations are really strongly varying in the different countries or in the different, also in different states. For example, if we take a look over to, to America, there's the local AHJs, as they're called, and the local fire marshals do have pretty much of influence under how a local system is built and then set into operation. Um, this ranges strongly. So like uh, if you cross a, a country border just uh, 50 meters apart and the local authorities are thinking of fire completely different. And this, of course, multiplies if you want to build up a solution in a completely different country as where you want to use it, as you maybe have to use different cylinders of, of extinguishing agents, which aren't allowed to be even transported in the country where you want to build your e-house. And this gets really, really tricky, especially if you uh, take a look into what we're doing when we speak about e-houses in battery energy storage solutions or data centers, where the solutions are strongly standardized and optimized and are often produced in a quite large scale. And at the moment of production, you don't really know to where this is going to be shipped as soon as it's done. Um, so that's, that's uh, the main requirement when we speak about fire safety in an e-house is not protecting the e-house by itself. It is protecting the e-house to the standard that is needed to be protected to. And this is really uh, where you need a lot of experience. We lead a, a big network. So we do have uh, competence centers in over 25 countries spread around the globe. Um, we do need all of them to somehow identify the different standards and to somehow define into which products to use or how the protection should work. And uh, the combination of that that's, that's really specific fire safety know-how with that uh, local rec local regulations, and then with the logistic competences to get a container which is filled in some cases with with uh, extinguishing equipment with dangerous goods uh, over to the other side of the planet. This is really what the e-house or the containerized solution uh, as itself uh, makes an interesting challenge or a, a special application. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's dive into that in a little bit more detail, because as you mentioned there, um, whether it's a, an e-house, a containerized solution or a normal building, there are some similarities. So we have to adhere to the local regulation, uh, et cetera. You know, we have to be able to, to maintain the expectations of, of wherever the, this containerized solution ends up eventually. What are some of the differences from a normal building to, to a containerized solution or an e-house? So, and how does that affect the, the approach you take and the solution that you bring into that from a fire safety perspective. Mm. 
Uh, on the one hand side, it's of course the, the fact that traditional buildings often aren't ship, shipped after they are built. So that, that's a little bit uh, the challenge that comes in there. So you do have other uh, other um, other requirements in in regards to modularity, in regards to transport uh, transportation, in regards to commissioning. You can't have a single person, for example, build up the whole system as you do in a traditional building. And uh, on the other hand, of course, there's there's the applications of the e-houses somehow or sometime differ quite a bit. For example, lithium-ion batteries, which are, I think you've already had a podcast about it, John, um, yeah. which, which are kind of different to protect than everything else that we know. And uh, yeah. this, again, is, is bringing to completely new approaches to technology, to buildings, to, to grid stabilization in yet together that uh, have never been combined before. And uh, the combination of that, or including that, that uh, let's say, local varying standards and local varying challenges and, for example, the different products uh, is quite critical. If you take a look at the fire safety world, you do have two big worlds, which is the, the American guided UL world. And then there's the IEC world, which is based around the European EN standards. And mixing them together in terms of operation and producing of the e-houses is a, quite a challenge. I understand. So, the, so not only do we have the, the the challenge when we're in the manufacturing process of ensuring that what's been installed, what's been commissioned, and the way it's been done suits the end the end geographical target, let's call it, or the destination. Uh, then you have the differing uh, applications within that. So, you mentioned lithium-ion battery, and as you say, we, we've we've talked about this before on on this show where lithium-ion batteries really do present quite a unique challenge. Um, so you have, a, you have a containerized solution, which may be the same physical size, uh, but has a, a completely different requirement from a detection and extinguishing and alarming and, and an event handling perspective. Um, and then, of course, you have, this, you have this disconnect, or maybe it's not a disconnect, but it's an additional challenge where in a traditional building, uh, there is a contractor or there's someone responsible for running the wires, installing the components, designing the system, commissioning the system, and maybe even running and servicing the system where that's not really feasible for a containerized solution because uh, you know, one company, one, one uh, stakeholder may do the, the construction side and do the commissioning side or whatever it might be, uh, sorry, the pre-commissioning and the pre-testing, and then someone else on the other side of the world goes through the processes that have to happen at the other end. Okay. And, and you know, this is a, a connection that maybe we don't see on a normal uh, construction site or a more traditional approach to building. Okay. Um, so, so we have within those applications, you mentioned quite a few, you know, the, the energy distribution, uh, lithium ion battery or just general battery storage, data centers, uh, you know, modular functionality. Uh, and, and different things. What, what are some of the examples? So we talked about lithium-ion battery. When we start to talk about other applications, how mm. does that start to affect, uh, you know, the, that final solution? You know, the the combination between the detection and the alarming and and the the extinguishing. Uh, if you have an example in the back of your mind. Um. So if we maybe one thing that I should have mentioned a little bit early on, if we speak about containerized solutions that are not to be um, not to be confused with traditional shipping containers, 
And in some cases, or in most cases, they are really just one container. In other cases, these containerized solutions get as big as two and a half thousand. Even we have a project with four and a half thousand uh, square meters. So they are in really model up buildings that get built together. And uh, if we don't go a step uh, away from, for example, let's say iron protection, you do have all of the different applications that you would have in a traditional building split up over this huge uh, amounts of space in these containers. And uh, if you, had, you know, take a look into, for example, pre-manufactured data centers, you do have in these data centers different rooms with different equipments and different requirements. And then you do have, for example, of course, the power distribution for a data center, which can be quite um, impressive. You do have something like the meeting rooms where all of the external wiring, the internal wiring gets together. And then you do have the server X, which are standing next to each other side by side for the rest of the, of the space that you have available. And each of these rooms needs another protection concept. They need, uh, for example, an air sampling device to get the earliest response possible. Uh, you do need, for example, different extinguishing solutions, as some rooms will be uh, all of the time uh, a person will be in there and working in there. And other rooms will have mainly technical equipment or uh, life safety is a different topic, or you do need a different extinguishing agents to provide the best protection possible for the application. But this is um, the principle that that complexity of a normal building can be within one e-house as well. And then again, these, these big solutions uh, with, with thousands of square meter um, space, they get transported, of course, in, in small modules. So you do have to think about linkages, you do have to think about connections, you do have to, to think all of that in the engineering phase. When you're doing the conduits, you're doing the wiring, when you're speak, thinking about something like flow calculations for the, for the agents, for the extinguishing agents, it can get pretty complex pretty fast. Yeah, and I wanted to ask about that because thank you so much for that that clarification because I think it's a really important one. Um, you know, when we talk about these e-houses or containerized solutions, they don't always mean one one small container that stand alone or even ten of the same application that stand next to each other. But they can be any modular building concept that is exactly. that is trying to build, uh, you know, deploy one single module or deploy a, a really large building just in this manner in this mm. approach. Sorry. You mentioned there really quickly the impact on the planning process. How how do you go about if we take the example of these larger projects where you do have you know a meeting room, a, a kitchen, uh, you know a server room, um, you know, all of these different applications that you would see in a building in in one process. How how does that that planning process differ from a more traditional construction approach? Well. On the one hand side, it's, uh, if you're speaking about e-house or if you speak about pre-assembling in general, you do have the possibility to go down two parallel paths. The one with the designing and pre-assembling of the equipment, the other one with the on-site work. And of course, you do have, for example, in the e-house world, it's often quite usual that the e-house builder itself is another one who is building the containers. You do have container builders, you do have e-house builders. They need to work together and uh, this this architectural design phase and uh, this is this parallelization of this design comes down to in principle one step for the end customer at the beginning to define all that after that you get to the, the, the manufacturing phase so you do have uh principle a lot of benefits there as you do have uh well an efficient factory where this is built compared to a 
really, um, let's say, on-site environment, which, which is uh, has to deal with some some local effects and uh, another resource availability. And uh, with that, there's there's a lot of time saved. And then also the, the main goal of all of these e-houses is to get as close to a, a plug-and-play solution as possible. So when you really ship the goods to the to the sites, the principal to a certain extent finished building to the site. It's just about sending over an engineering team, a commissioning team for a couple of weeks compared to having them there for years and years to pull something up. <laughs> you do shift work completely from one end to the other end. But besides that, we're again pretty close to the planning of a traditional building, as it more or less is one. Okay. So you have to go through the same process. It's just that effort has shifted a little bit earlier in the phase. Uh, and then that, you know, the, the, the process that we all, where we all get excited in a more traditional building where you break ground and you and you get down to the basement and then you reach back up to, to ground level and you start to go up um, is a little bit different because this happens in this happens in a much shorter time frame because all of the work or so much of the work has been done in the factory in this controlled environment uh, in a more productive and, and a more uh, manufacturing style approach. Absolutely. I mean, what, what really enables us to do e-house business in the first instance is that development that we've seen in the last years going from a digital twin or building information management. This is really, uh, these are trends that are key to, to providing successfully that level of project management and alignment upfront that you need to successfully build a pre assembled solution and pre-tested of that size. Yeah, because you need that level of detail, don't you? Exactly. You need to exactly. be able to, like you talked about before, about the the joins and the and the terminations and the connections. Uh, you know, they can't be can't be half a meter off or a foot off or even even exactly. ten mils off in some cases. Yeah, could be better. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. I get the feeling that we can dive a little bit deeper at some point into this containerized solution because, as as we discussed. We're seeing more and more of it, and, sure. and, and and I think uh, you know just the, the example that you have of of, of a building that's one hundred and four thousand square meters, but that has been built in this manner. You know, this is something that that maybe we've only seen as as one offs and exceptions to the rule in the past to really test, but we're starting to see this more and more in the industry, and and it's really exciting to to see what what we're capable of and and what we're able to to achieve with this approach and how we manage some of the challenges that come with it. So thank you so much for your time. It was a real pleasure. My pleasure, John. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who is listening or watching us here today. Remember to subscribe, like, comment on this episode, uh, share it, uh, and ensure that uh, you, you let us know uh, whether it might be on with the channel where you're watching or via LinkedIn or whatever it might be on any other topics you're interested in or additional questions. Uh, we'll force Marcus to come back and have a chat with us and to talk in a little <laughs> bit more detail into some of, uh, of the different topics. But until then, please look out for our, our episodes that come out regularly. And uh, yeah, we'll see you very soon.